few years ago, an author named Joshua Piven wrote a book. The book is up here on our screens in the front of our sanctuary, titled The Worst Case Scenario Survival Handbook, Expert Advice for Extreme Situation. So you can see by the book's cover that it covers such extreme situations as swimming with what? Alligators, how do you survive that? One of my favorite chapters is how to survive when your parachute doesn't open. Another chapter is called how to survive when you are swimming, not with alligators, but this chapter, swimming with sharks. So how are your survival skills? How well are you equipped to swim with alligators or sharks? What do you do when your parachute doesn't open? Better yet, what do you do when you're walking in downtown Fort Wayne, Indiana on a beautiful June summer afternoon? You take a right on Calhoun Street, and lo and behold, this is who you run into. Forget the tigers and bears. This is a what? Lion. Let's just say this lion escaped from the Fort Wayne Zoo, and this lion wants you for lunch. Now, I've made it clear over the years that I don't like cats. But I have a healthy respect for lions. (laughs) So how are your survival skills when you meet a lion on Calhoun Street? Well, I'll give you a couple options. A, run. B, play dead. C, open your coat so it appears as though you're bigger than you really are. D, sing the Lenten hymn, stricken, smitten, and afflicted. So what would you do? Run? I can outrun a lion. Play dead? Stricken, smitten, and afflicted, that would probably be my choice. But actually, according to Joshua Piven in the handbook of survival strategies, the answer, he's got a chapter on this. The answer is what? C, open your coat so you appear greater than you really are. So the moral of that story is what? Never forget your coat. (laughs) We may not be thrown to the lions like Daniel in Daniel chapter 6, but if we're living for Jesus, if we're trusting Jesus, if we're following Jesus, then sooner or later, we will face rejection. Sooner or later, we will face some form of persecution. Sooner or later, we will see people's disdain and their distance. If you're in school, kids... Elementary school, middle school, high school, college. You may face other students who know you believe the Bible and they gossip about you behind your back. 
Or maybe on the job, adults, uh, on the job, there are people who know you're a believer in Jesus, and some of those people, they try and confound and confuse your business plans just to stick it to you. Or maybe it's as close as your family. You face ridicule and shame because other people in your family, they don't believe in Jesus as their Savior from sin. So what do you do? What do you do when you're thrown to the lions? Daniel 6 helps us. First, what do we do? We would choose character over compromise. Character, right? Character over compromise. This is what Daniel 6.10 says. When Daniel knew that the document had been signed. So this is the whole narrative plot of chapter 6 in Daniel. What gets the narrative plot going? A document. A document signed by the king of Persia. Now Persia at the time was a vast empire stretching from the Nile of Egypt to India. This was not Rhode Island, folks. This was a massive empire. And Darius is the king. And he signs a document. And it is a document that indicates that no one in this vast kingdom can pray to anyone or anything other than to pray to the king, see King Darius as God himself. And this, of course, as we all know, is a law of the Medes and the Persians. You can't break the laws of the Medes and Persians. That's the document that's been signed, sealed, and delivered. And and if you do pray to any other god other than Darius, you will be thrown to the lions. So Daniel knows about this. So what's he do? He went to his house. We had windows in his upper chamber open toward Jerusalem. This is what Solomon teaches in 1 Kings chapter 8. Solomon says, if you are not in and around Jerusalem or Judea, maybe you're in exile, you face Jerusalem when you pray. So Daniel's in Babylon, modern day Iran, right? And so Daniel faces Jerusalem, just as Solomon teaches in 1 Kings 8. Daniel gets down on his knees three times a day and and prayed. And this is just remarkable. Remember, pray, praise, repent, ask, yield. Daniel's got that one down. What's the first thing he does? He praises God. Look at that. He gives thanks before his God. Really? Really, Daniel? Amazing just as he had done previously. So Daniel hears that he could be thrown to the lions if he prays to the God who made the heavens and the earth. So what does he do? He does what he's always done, right? Just as he had done previously. So Daniel is an elder statesman at this point. He's about 80 years old. So I did the math. If Daniel prayed three times a day for 80 years, how many prayers did he pray? Well, it's about 87,000 prayers. Imagine that. So you prayed 87,000 prayers, and you're just going to keep doing what you've previously done. Amazing. Daniel chooses 
character over compromise. Now, if we stop praying, I mean really praying, not just kind of mouthing words, right? But if we stop praying, the world will stop bothering us. The lions won't roar for us. Our family will finally accept us. The boss will finally welcome us into the good old boys club, and we will have weekends free because when you don't pray, you don't worship. No, one of the great characteristics of a believer is that we pray, praise, repent, ask, yield. See, sooner or later, like Daniel, you got to take a stand. Sooner or later, you have to stand firm. Now, it may be that your child who's in high school doesn't play on that traveling baseball team in the summer because you will miss too much worship at St. Michael during the summer so that child doesn't play on that travel baseball team. It may be, young ladies, it may be that you break up with that boyfriend because he's asking you to do things that don't honor God. It may be that you don't close that deal at work because it lacks integrity. I know what you're thinking. I I really do. What if my son doesn't get that scholarship to play baseball in college because he didn't play on that high school travel team? What if I never have a boyfriend again? What if I don't get a raise because I didn't do that dirty deal on the job? What if? I wish I could tell you it'd all work out. But I can tell you this, I can tell you this, Harry Truman, 33rd President of the United States, this is what he says about standing up for your Christian convictions. Harry Truman, a very devout Baptist believer. This is what Harry Truman says about character. He says, fame is a vapor, popularity an accident, money takes wings, those who cheer you today may curse you tomorrow, only one thing endures, character. So when they throw you to the lions and you take a stand and they reject you, choose character over compromise. Second, choose faith over fear. Daniel 6.13. They, these are the other leaders of the Persian Empire who catch Daniel praying, right? They say before the king Darius, remember from Egypt to India, this is no petty kingdom, They say to Darius, Daniel, who's one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, O king, or the injunction you've signed, right, the laws of the Medes and the Persians, but makes his petition three times a day. So where does Daniel get the strength, right, to stand up before Darius? And for that matter, we know the book of Daniel pretty well by now, right? Daniel stands up before Nebuchadnezzar in chapters 1 and 2 of his book, 
Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stand up before Nebuchadnezzar in chapter 3. They're throwing the fiery furnace. Chapter 4, Daniel stands up against Nebuchadnezzar. Chapter 5, Daniel stands up against Belshazzar. Now Daniel's standing up against Darius. Where does Daniel get the strength to take this bold stand? He gets down on his knees and prays, right? You can take away everything from me, but you cannot take away my ability and the power of prayer. You see, Daniel gets on his knees in faith, so he stands before people without fear. That's it. That's the whole book of Daniel. In a nutshell, we get on our knees in faith, so we stand before people without fear. They will not intimidate us. They will not manipulate us. They will not overcome us. Faith over fear. You can almost hear Daniel saying, I'm 80 years old, and I have seen God being faithful to me time after time after time. God is faithful to me. I will be faithful to him. You don't read in Daniel 6, Daniel saying, well, this isn't fair at all. Uh, Daniel doesn't say, well, well why me? Uh, Daniel doesn't say, uh, but how come? No, Daniel is resolute. He chooses character over compromise and faith over fear. It's all tied to prayer. Third, Daniel chooses poise over panic. <laughs> the king... Darius commanded and Daniel. So stop right there. Now let's just suppose it read this. The king commandment and pastor lesson. I'll tell you how the rest of Daniel 6.16 would be. The king commanded and pastor lesson freaked out. Pastor Lessing ran. I can do a 13-minute mile now. Pastor Lessing lawyered up and got a bunch of attorneys to argue the finer points of the laws and the Medes and the Persians. That's what Pastor Lessing would do. Panic. Panic never pays. Just doesn't. But Daniel, because he's a praying man, right? Prays, repent, ask, yield. Daniel was brought and cast into their lives. Daniel did what he kept on doing. So when they call for the lions, keep doing what you've always been doing. Keep praying, keep reading your Bible, keep worshiping, keep taking the body and blood of Jesus. Do what you can do and let God do what God can do. That's what Daniel does. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to stay poised. And I'm not going to panic. I'm going to do what I can do, and then I'm going to let God do what God can do. <laughs> and only God can take care of the lions. <laughs> we can imagine Daniel thinking, what if God doesn't come through? Right? This, is, this isn't like a Walt Disney movie, folks. This really happened. 6th century B.C. in Babylon, about 538 B.C. Well, here it is. What if God doesn't come through? What if 
the lions want me for lunch? That's a good question. Uh, God doesn't always deliver people from lions. There are other people in the Bible who have the same faith as Daniel, and for some reason in this life, God did not rescue them. So I wish I could tell you, uh, when you stand up for Jesus and you stand strong for Jesus and you say, I will not compromise, I will not sit down, but I'm going to stand up, stand strong, and stand out. I wish I could tell you that it'll all go well. I wish I could tell that people will always accept you. There's no consequences. I wish I could tell you you'll always be in the group, on the team, and in the family, but I can't tell you that. But this is what I can tell you. And let me just tell you this, folks. I can tell you this with every fiber of my being. When we do what is right, we can always trust God with the results. That's what I can tell you. When we do what is right for our children, on a job, in a relationship, when we do what is right, we can always, always trust God with the results. Just ask Daniel. (laughs) Better yet, just ask Jesus. You know, Jesus wasn't thrown the lines. Jesus was thrown, though, wasn't he? The Jewish ruling council threw Jesus to Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate threw Jesus to the crowds. The crowds threw Jesus back to Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate threw Jesus to the Roman soldiers. And the Roman soldiers threw Jesus on the cross. And the cross threw Jesus into unutterable agony and hopelessness and abandonment. Because God the Father threw, hurled, placed all of your baggage, sin, muck, and mire upon the sinless Son of God who takes away the sin of the whole world. When we do what is right, we can always trust this God, (laughs) this Jesus, with the results. And why is that? Because at the break of day, now hold on to that phrase, at the break of day, early in the morning on the first day of the week, at the break of day, hold on to that phrase, at the break of day, we trust God with the results of our decisions because we worship a living God. Jesus didn't conquer the lions, but he conquered death and devils and demons and sadness and shame. And Jesus takes away all hopelessness, hell, and every form of high water. (laughs) So when you're thrown to lions, you're rejected. You're held in disdain and contempt. You choose character over compromise. Poise over panic. Certainly faith over fear. But because he is a living Savior who says in John chapter 14, 19, because I live, you will live also. Finally, we choose Christ over all. 
the living one, the loving one, the forgiving one, the merciful one. Why wouldn't we choose this one, this Jesus, over all? There's the phrase, Daniel 6, 19, at the break of day. Isn't that amazing? At the break of day, Jesus was delivered from death at the break of day. And so is our good friend and prophet, Daniel. At the break of day, early in the morning, King Darius arose and went in haste to the den of lions. And there was Daniel, (laughs) fully alive, fully confident, fully thankful. And it all happened when? At the break of day, in the morning. This is the consistent message of the Bible. Do you know that? When, when life gets really, really dark, there is always a morning coming. Exodus chapter 14, verse 27. When did God deliver Israel from Egypt? In the morning. Psalm 46, verse 5. When does God deliver his people? In the morning. Psalm 30, verse 5, weeping endures for a night, but joy, joy comes when? In the morning. Lamentations 3, 25, his mercies are new every morning. What's the last name of Jesus in the Bible? Revelation 22, 18, he's the bright morning star. It may be dark, (laughs) it may be dismal, it may be tough. It's a long night with a bunch of lions, but the break of day is coming. (laughs) Jesus, the bright morning star, conquers darkness, and finally the last enemy called death. (laughs) At the break of day. And because of that... When they throw us to the lions, (laughs) we will stand tall, we will stand out, we will stand strong, and most importantly, we will stand up, stand up, stand up for Jesus. That's a hymn, and you can't sing it sitting down, so let's all stand up for Jesus. Jesus.